This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How great is it that you're finally working and now you get to see what it's been like for me Yeah, all these many months uh, as well, I have yeah, just tried remind me to... why we're doing this. Like, what, Why are we doing this podcast? Because we are really great friends and mm-hmm. this is a way to monetize our friendship. <laughs> That's actually extremely well put. We're monetizing our friendship. Never thought of it that way. It's beautiful. It's so true, though. Yeah. I wonder if you and I didn't have a podcast, if we would ever really talk. We certainly wouldn't to this extent. I know no that. Way. We wouldn't have an hour-long, like, we're in high school dating conversation. Well, you make a good point. I know we've touched on this in the past, but, I mean, without this podcast, I don't know where we would be as friends. You know, you'd be off doing your thing, angry, you know, about certain things. I I think this has been good, even if we're not making a ton of money yet, which, by the way, I think we should be. I think it's good enough to make some good money. I think it's high time. Actually, no, let me rephrase that. I think it's high fucking time. Yeah. That the people who are listening to this podcast right now who seem to like it because we get great reviews... We get mm-hmm. five stars. We get nice, heartfelt comments on our page. Mm-hmm. Start really passing this around. So it's like the old commercial. And then you told someone, and then they told someone, and then they told someone. That's Pass right. it around. Help somebody else's life by bringing them into our sunshine, sunshine-filled world. That's right. And... Make do somebody a favor this holiday season and turn them on to daddy issues. Yes. 35 plus episodes in. That's right. That's right. I, I, I sent you uh, a little screenshot, but our good friend uh, Jenna Fisher, you know, native of, of your town, co star of mine for two years, great girl, love her to death. She's Which crushing, means, in man. a weird way, she's crushing. She's kind of a no, she's kind of a co-star of mine because St. Louis is so small. Mm-hmm. We all consider each other co-stars yes. of one another. doesn't matter who you run into at Starbucks. I'm like, oh, we're co-starring in this small town <laughs> We're co-starring play. in St. Louis. <laughs> in St. Louis, the musical. And... Uh, and Jenna and Fish, Jenna Fisher, and I don't, Angela. I can't even, yeah, I can't even act yeah. like I know who that is. 
she was on the office with her. She's awesome. She's great. They're best friends. I'm I'm so excited for her, honestly, because she found an amazing medium. I feel like I need ten percent. Um, I feel like I, I put her onto it. I was like, you got to do the podcast thing, you know. So I'm gonna come after her for some dough. Oh, so but, you're bitter a little bit. One shred. No, of you I'm is not bitter. bitter. I'm proud. That she's I'm, killing I, it on podcasts. Yeah, and you and I are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. No, I'm not bitter. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not fucking bitter. Do I sound bitter? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm bitter. You should be. No, I'm not bitter. I'm not. I, I think I love her. And I'm, I'm so glad she's doing great. She got nominated for like a thousand, whatever the iHeart awards are. I'm just, it's more about, I've never been nominated for anything, any award in my life. You know, let's do was, that now. Can you Let's nominate me for something? Yeah. Uh, and best now friend. we move on to best <laughs> male hosted podcasts. Uh, category <sighs> is yeah. uh, friends. And nominated in this category, Dak Shepard oh, for God. his work on yeah. Armchair Expert. Uh, all right. Good. Good for Dax. Yeah, good. Uh, Joe Rogan for I, I've got three the, hours of stuff to say every day, and you're going to listen. <laughs> I Woo! think it's his. That's it. Uh, Jenna Fisher and someone else from the office on she, Office Girls. Go ahead. But she said, you said male. Yeah, I so. know, but this is, this is, uh, yeah, don't stop okay. my role. Bobby Lee, maybe Bobby Lee should be nominated. Bobby Lee. Yeah. And Woo! his amazing podcast. Joel McHale and Ken Jung for Woo! their work during the pandemic. And uh, Oliver Hudson with his co-star and understudy Joe Buck for Woo! Daddy Issues. Can we have the envelope, please? And the Who's winner of... It? Is it Warren Beatty opening the envelope? It's Donald J. Trump. Oh, God. This is good. Fake That's what news. he's doing next. That's fake news. He rips it open. <laughs> yeah. And he pulls it out. Yeah. I and like he says this. with a quizzical tone to his voice, daddy issues? <laughs> with Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck? It's going to uh, be huge. I... I I'm sorry we, that you haven't been nominated for anything, but I I make it I am making it my life mission to to get you well get you recognized. You've you've been recognized. You're a Hall of Famer. You're an Emmy winner. You know you've done some really uh, really good things, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just a good guy, and I guess that's worth worth something. You're an everyman. I'm an everyman. You know I'm a jack of all trade, master, master of, of three. Master of just a couple, you know. Uh, nobody drives a trailer like you. Nobody That's true. Can pick campsites near a Denny's like you. Yeah, I can back up a trailer and park it in a very narrow space in one shot. You know, I'd like to see Dax Shepard do that. Although he, he probably that. could. <laughs> no, he <laughs> That's, can't. That's kind of his speed. You he, have kind of a weird Dax Shepard envy. No, I love Dax. No, you do. No, you can say that on this. I mean, I know maybe you really, be- honestly, do. Uh, between the legs, maybe. That guy's. Packing. I don't feel like that's appropriate. He's packing heat, dude. How do you know that? I've seen it. 
How have you seen it? And did he or did he not date your sister? He did date my sister. I just not I even... don't like any of this conversation. Okay, we don't have to go down like this path. We don't have to go down the path. But I'm just saying, I, 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 I knew this before he was dating my sister. You know, we, we used to play a lot of poker together. And, so uh, how does that lead to the other thing? How does that lead to knowing what that <laughs> that is? I told the story. Got. I told the story on his show. I did a well, show. Well, I don't listen to uh, no, podcasts, but I, I, and I no, sure I, as hell don't listen to his. I know. What I'm saying is, is I, I, I think because I told the story on his show that I can tell the story now. But I just don't know if he cut it out or not. I don't remember. You know. But anyway, well, the you don't point listen is, to your own work. You already, you've already admitted that. So I know. You, I don't. You, you didn't listen don't. to yourself. I, I on don't. Dak I don't. I did not. Podcast. I did not. Anyway, the point is, is I maybe have some third leg envy, but uh, let, let's talk about this just for a second because I used to be extremely envious, jealous, angry about other people's success. It was a real issue, even with my girlfriends and then Aaron, well, specific one girlfriend, and then even with Aaron in the beginning because she was crushing it. I mean, she was going out on pilot, uh, on auditions and testing, which means you get to the final stages and stuff, and I wasn't at the time, and it bothered me. You know, it really got under my skin, even though I was not competing with her because I'm a a boy and she was a girl, but it, it still really fucking got me. And then my, my girlfriend prior, her name was Vanessa, actress, and she was very successful Hudgens. at the time. Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens. And um, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens at that point was maybe eight. <laughs> maybe. Um, but I was... Redgrave. Uh, yes. By the way, I love Vanessa Redgrave. Um, I would cry in, in Vanessa's lap sometimes so angry at myself apologizing oh my for my sort God. of yeah i was i was Ugh. Ugh. jealous and weird you know that's all family I stuff i used to have that not anymore though not anymore not anymore that's all family stuff because you were born into that and then you think oh, i don't know i know i was born into that but now i'm i'm partners with somebody who's going on auditions and i'm so sad and you're getting <laughs> success and i'm not going to <laughs> what is this voice that i that's very well, you just said you were sobbing in her lap what voice comes with that Oh, oh, I can't oh, believe okay. it! You're okay. You're imitating. You're, you're getting that. success. You're no. It comes with whiny, bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't make fun of my afflictions. You know what I mean? Like, how is that an affliction? I have problems with that, or I had problems with that. I mean, I even said to Wyatt the other day, well, months and months ago, and I, you know, I'm candid. I'm candid. I, I said, you know, sometimes it stings when you fucking crush it, and I'm like, God damn it, why can't I go do cool things? Or maybe you're why- just too honest. Okay, so be less honest. Is this? The I advice? think you should be less honest. You should stuff that that anger and bitterness. Yeah, and just All let right. Wyatt do his thing. Let me try and- it then. And and not be so open with your innermost feelings, especially with women that you're dating and or your wife, as you admitted okay, so, to to really begrudging her success. I don't understand your that that mentality, but I think that's a that's 
that's true in most of us. Let me let me Anybody just get this straight. Let me get this straight, just so I know how to proceed with my life via sort of Joe Buck. Uh, I be less open. Don't talk about my feelings as much. Push some. Push it down. Is this yeah. what I'm okay? So push stuff. down. Some, push I, down. I believe the, stuff. the clinical clinical term is stuffing your. Okay, feelings. so I'm stuff my feelings down deep. Don't express them. And just sort of move on. Is yeah. Okay. I'm going to try. Especially it. when it comes to something so horrible as, in essence, rooting against people who you are close with, which is what it is. You're, you're, you're really you're jealous of their success because they're going on calls and yeah, whatever, I mean, and, and why it's getting shows and you're not. And so then you're basically. It's not about that. It's not about him You're rooting shows. against them. I'm, it's it's not rooting against them. It's having it's having envy. It's having jealousy. You know, it's like you and Romo. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you compare me to Romo. I that is like me comparing you to. Uh, I I don't know. Well, uh, he's still in the somebody same. Somebody who does something totally different. Thing. It's like you and Dustin Johnson. No, it's not. You're still in the booth. And he's making double what you're making, and he just came in and fucking rocked it, and you're like, oh, great, nice. I, Honest to God, I could not <laughs> care less about that. You, you can hit on a lot of things, and I will admit to you anything. Yeah, no, I know you don't, That's for real. That's not I, one of them. I know, I know, I know. Who I'm are you? I'm happy for Tony Romo. Do you have jealousy or envy? or? No, in fact, uh, today, and we're talking late on Wednesday, which is making our editor... Yeah, Josh really, really freaked oh, out. Oh, dude, his parents are squawking right we, now. I mean, we're turning this one in late. Yeah. Uh, today, <laughs> I was up for the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh. Uh, and I kind of kept it close to the vest. And Al Michaels got the nod, and I didn't. And... Mm. um while for, I apologized via text to my family for failing them and embarrassing them for losing, in essence, uh, I'm really happy for Al because he's uh, mid-70s. He's become a good friend in a weird way over the last couple of years. And yeah, he we just deserves, played golf with him the other Yeah, day. he deserves to go in, and he deserves to be able to enjoy it. So I really don't have anybody that I envy in my business i wish i did it would make life more interesting to root openly against somebody but i just don't i don't wait know. a minute I'm, wait a minute wait a minute al michaels did baseball he did no he did uh cincinnati san francisco and then he did a handful of world series back in the day when abc and nbc were ping-ponging it back and forth and he was terrific at doing baseball mm. he's good at anything so uh I'm glad like the baseball hall of fame is a better place because he's in it. My dad's mm -hmm. in it, but Al Michael should be in it and I'm mm -hmm. glad he's in it and gets to go in now in 2020 so that he can enjoy it. And, uh, well, yeah. yeah. And you'll be in it. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's just not your time yet. Yeah. I'm 51. My dad went in when he was 62. I looked it up today. And just the sheer numbers. Um, sorry, I gotta go. The police are coming after me. That's fire, but 
Oh, uh, do you know the difference between sirens? Yeah, of course. That comes from a career criminal. Mm, yeah, I know. It, I know it's chasing me, dude. I know how fast to drive. Um, no, I really don't. And I, and I know you're kidding. And obviously, I'm kidding with you. I think it's great that you are as open as you are about this stuff. Which leads me to asking you about kind of the first week of school for you and what yeah. it's been like yeah. doing your new show just for yourself and then yeah. what it's been like doing it with your boy yeah Bodie. well let's let's Go start ahead. there let's start with 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 that because we are titled daddy issues and it is um it's special man it's special it's almost emotional uh talking about it right now now i've had a couple glasses of wine but it, it, it's 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 surreal i just can't believe that this kid is driving to work with me every day and is a part of this process that I've been doing for 20 plus years now. Um, and he's a fucking champ. It's crazy how professional he is and how uh, confident he is and comfortable he is in his own skin. Nothing shakes him. We're doing table reads in front of... Just remind people how old Bodhi is. Bodhi's 10 years old. He's never been an actor. He's never wanted to really be an actor. I mean, he says that's what he wants to do when he grows up because his dad does it, I'm sure. Never read lines before. And for those of you who didn't listen to the prior podcast, you know, I put him on tape for this this um, this show that I'm doing, and there's a part in it. It's a series regular. He read it once. He read it twice. Then he's testing with the network and the studio, and everyone loves him. I'm like, okay, this has got to end at some point. I can't believe this is happening. You've got professional actors, young kid actors who are trying to get this job, and he fucking gets it. And I'm not a fool. Nepotism gets you in the door. It happened with me. That's the end, though. Once your foot gets in the door, you got to prove yourself. You know, No network is going to hire a regular actor, you know, whether he's 10 or 40, based on who your family is you have to deliver and he whose did. idea was it originally to put him up for the role was that something well, he said i want to do it you said it the network came to you aaron said it How no did that come up? It, it was it was me after covid so what happened was is we were trying covid happened we were trying to figure out is there a way to shoot this show it was before everything shut down it was early on i suggested well what if we auditioned bodie just for fun. I mean, let's see what happens. Because what that will do is take care of an, one component. He's with me. It's not a, it's not a separate yeah. entity, you know. And that's how it started. And it was like, all right, let's see. Put him on tape. And I casually just filmed him at the kitchen table reading lines. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's pretty good. And, and then it just went further and further and further. And then he got the job. And, you know, I had my lawyer negotiate his deal and the whole thing. And now he's... He's on set with all the adults and all the real actors and in front of the network and the studio and reading lines and acting and wow. and, and he's just crushing it and and I ask him I, every day I'm like did you do you, did you get nervous at all today when everyone's like standing there watching you and it's your scenes coming up and he's like no I'm like not at all he's like no meanwhile I'm fucking nervous you know <laughs> it's crazy and he's so good and he's so cool and sweet and and uh this is he a really is a special sweet, sweet boy he he's got such a beautiful little face i mean all your kids do and it's um, just a, it's such a special experience for me whether the show uh gets picked up and gets on the air i mean if that does if it does that then it's just amazing but just even having this pilot with him to shoot is is just been 
incredible. He's got his own What's little dressing the room. Show? And, What's the name of the show? It's called The Three of Us. Um, and I, can, uh, I mean, I, I love you like a brother. And for as excited as I am, anytime I see you on screen, be it in a movie or on my TV at home or whatever, I love it. But to see him and watch him do this is going to be more exciting than it's going to be for me to watch you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear to you. Not to change entirely because this is daddy issues and I think it's important to talk about this stuff, but what has it been like post, you can't even say post lockdown, we're kind of back in lockdown, Mm -hmm. but what is that like shooting a show where people are interacting and you're getting it on Mm -hmm. tape or film, however they do it, and what is that like? What are the the hoops Mm -hmm. you have to jump through? It's very Pyongyang-ish, you know? Oh. It's very okay. North Korea-like. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's it's crazy. It, it is what it is, and I think that it's important that we do it the way that we do it because livelihoods are at stake, not just health-wise, but I think just, you know, people want to people fucking work. And so it's very – the COVID protocols are very, very strict. I mean, we're rehearsing with full PPE on – with a mask, a shield, and a mask. I mean, you can't even see your co-star's face. And, and you're trying to do comedy and do these scenes. It's, it's really wild. Um, there's a green zones and red zones. So when the cast is on set, it's green zone, which is sort of strange. I feel like it might be red, but it's green, which means that everyone on the crew has to have full PPE on, gowns, everything. And we like get a ball on- gown. Yeah, like a ball gown. Everyone's got to get dressed up like New Year's Eve style. And, you know, you go into the makeup chair and the hair chair and, and it's just you. And you've, you know, they do your stuff and they're all dressed up and they're all in the stuff. And you get out and they spray everything down for the next person. And it, it's, 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 it's wild. I mean, it's definitely, it's different. And when we, when we do the table reads, it's, everything's partitioned off with plexiglass. So you're in your own little cubicle. Um, when you do the scene itself, like on tape, you know, you, you have you have all your shit on and then they roll camera, you take it all off, you do the scene, you finish the take, they cut, you put all your shit back on. Ugh. Between takes? Between takes, yes. So you can't just go, let's go again and then just go right back into it. No. That's I mean, unless they, unless they keep rolling and you do it, but if they if they oh cut and God. they need to have discussions about so the scene, so Bodie is learning this business as a working actor in like this post apocalyptic <laughs> world. Yeah, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. It's easy but- for us to do games in this setting, but where you're relying on somebody else's nuanced look at you or you're trying to bounce comedy off somebody mm-hmm. i just can't imagine not being able to see somebody's face it's weird as you're running through it and you're trying to get your timing down and everything else you're trying to pick up visual cues and yep. and whatever it takes to do yep. what you do and you can't see it yeah the first time you see your your co-star's face in the scene 
is when you're shooting the scene, not in rehearsal. And in rehearsal, you know, is a lot of times in rehearsal you find a lot of cool stuff, you know, because you try things and you may fail or you may find some gold. And you, you, you just experiment a little bit. That's what's kind of fun about rehearsal. You ad lib, you do some shit here and there. You know, but the only time that you get to see your co-star's actual face is when they're rolling the camera and then everything comes off and then boom, you do it. Have you had any or will you have scenes with Bodhi? Yes. Um, no real speaking things. He's in he's in some scenes that I'm in. There's a scene where where he comes in and and I speak to him, but he doesn't speak back, meaning I say, You're not leaving, you gotta stay here, go on the couch or whatever the hell it is that I say. You know, most of his scenes, both of his real scenes are with uh, Vanessa Lachey, who plays my wife. Another Vanessa? A lot of Vanessas in my life. But yeah. that is, isn't that, isn't that Nick Lachey's wife? Isn't yeah. that Vanessa Hudgens? No, no, no. Vanessa Manillo, I think her name was. Oh, Manillo. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. She's awesome. She's really she? sweet. Yeah, Nick she's Lachey great. is a real, I've met him a couple times. He's great, a too, normal, man. Normal, great He's guy. so cool. Big sports guy. Just a really Cincinnati, sweet guy. Cincinnati, I think, right? I don't even know. I have no idea. I think he's from Cincinnati. You know, good dad. He's like on daddy duty and, you know, he's cool. Yeah, He's um, very cool. But it's been, it's fun, man. I'm glad to be back at work. No doubt about it. Even though it's all geared up, it's still. Do they shut fun. everybody else out? Like, can Aaron come see any of this or does she have to get tested four ways to Sunday and then she can't come in? Yeah, nah, nah. It's, it's, it's pretty closed down. But new development you know, there's a flashback that happens in this pilot, and I think it's going to happen in every show. And they need kids for the flashback. So Wilder is playing me in the flashback. Wilder's my oldest kid. Bodie's obviously in the show. And then Rio is playing young Malin Ackerman. And then Aaron Hudson, formerly Aaron Bartlett, is playing the mother so she, Aaron essentially is playing my mom back in 1995. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, pretty cool. It's like the Von Trapps. The Partridge family comes to, uh, comes to CBS. That's yeah. great. It's fun, man. It's, it's, and everyone was there today with getting fittings and you know, COVID tests, of course. And so it's, it's cool. And they, we have, you know, you have dressing rooms on, on the, on the, stay, on the, in the studio. And there's this little section where it's like the Hudson wing. It's me, Bodie, Aaron, Rio. <laughs> we all have our own little thing. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I want to visit fun. it. Where do you shoot it? At Radford, CBS Radford in the Valley. Are you having fun? I mean, can you gauge yeah. what this show is? Is it going to be good? or? I think it's going to be good. I do. I think it's going to be good. You know, I, I have a good feeling. Um, usually when my feeling is good, things happen. I've been so have lucky. You, have, you, have you pictured yourself yet? Sitting on the couch, Sunday football is on, Jim Nance and your favorite announcer, Tony Romo, are doing the game. <laughs> and Jim says, coming up after tonight's game, 60 minutes, followed by the three of us starring... starring Every Hudson known to man. Yeah. Well, it's so funny you say that because I hear you do that sometimes for Fox, and I dream about you saying my name on the air at some point. That would be what show would cool. it be? Temptation Island, I, starring <laughs> Oliver Hudson. 
hosted by Alvar uh, Hudson and Chris Harrison. Yeah, I did a Fox show called Scream Queens. I don't know if did you ever promote that? No. No. What would what, would you make? Uh, uh, your, if, if you need to prof- look this up, your professional self. Okay, you need to look this up. It's on Deadspin. Somebody spliced together in the twenty-five years I've done Major League Baseball on Fox. Every show that I have promoted <laughs> during a game, <laughs> and it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, there have been some good ones, like New Girl and different things like that. And then it's like, and coming up tonight after the game, the season debut of The Tick, followed by an all-new Littlest Groom with Joe Millionaire. And it's just on and on and on. It's unbelievable. It's so good. And I go back, and it's like, this is your life. I go back and listen to some of these shows that I was promoting. Simpsons, great. Mm-hmm. The Littlest Groom, mm-hmm. eh, not so great. <laughs> That's funny. If I had a show on Fox that I was starring in where you had to sort of say my name, would you just be super professional and fucking say it? Or would you give it a little something something? I would have to give it a little something, something. You'd have to, I, I right? would be disingenuous if I was just like, and starring Oliver Hudson in the role of a lifetime as the dad to two kids who see right through him tonight on Fox. What's that show called? Two kids who actually see right through him? like <laughs> My transparent father right, tonight on Fox. Right. Transparency. <laughs> Transparency, starring Oliver Hudson and two kids who have the gift of foresight, knowing their father is nothing. <laughs> I love that show. The, a, a show where my kids can see that I will always fail, like no matter what I do. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's not true. You, no, you're hosting a whole family in the corner of CBS in the Valley. You're you're not failing. You're winning. No, I know, and it's um, it's great, dude. It's it's been really amazing. But but I, you know what? Switching switching gears for a second, I'm not in the holiday spirit really, and it's kind of bugging me. And and I don't mean to get you know personal here, but I always do. I'm weaning off of my Lexapro, which is an antidepressant. And, uh, you know, just side note, it it wasn't for depression necessarily. I had anxiety and it sort of curbs the anxiety a little bit. There was no sort of depression, depression. There's a fine line, by the way, as you know, as somebody like me who's been through a lot of therapy between anxiety and depression. Yes. Yes, exactly. basically the same kind of feel with a few tweaks here and there. Yes. Yes, my thing was it wasn't this sort of malaise. I wasn't in bed like I hate myself. I wasn't. I wasn't, wasn't feeling like that. I, I, I just had this sort of, you know, overwhelming feeling of just unease. You know, it was anxious. It was that, and that was four years ago, and it's gone, and it's been gone for a while, and now I'm weaning off of it, and I'm wondering if. I'm feeling sort of this way because of that. You know, it's this sort of like... Because you're not in the holiday spirit? No, I, 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 let me get a little deeper here. I'm, I'm kind of on edge, you know? I, I'm, 
I'm quick to snap. My nerves are a bit frayed. I'm just not feeling like my normal up self. And Aaron notices. Aaron's like, I know, I know. Something's up with you for sure. I'm like, I know. I'm just fucking. Well, why, do, why are you getting off it? If you're feeling good and it's gone, why would you mess with your? Body I don't chemistry? need because because I don't want it anymore. I don't need it anymore, you know. But I I I, I think that. And I, by the That's way, I don't even. Mistake. I don't even know if this is uh, a side effect of me weaning off of it, and I'm weaning off of it very very slowly, you know. Well, let's take because, a look at the big picture. There's got to be cause and effect. So if your mood is changing, and you're weaning yourself off. Lexapro. It's either because you're weaning yourself off Lexapro or you're starting work. Mm-hmm. You've been sitting on your ass for a year. Mm-hmm. You're starting work. You're anxious about it. You want it to succeed. You're now involving your entire family in the workplace. Mm-hmm. You feel like you have to carry a show. It's the holidays. We're in a pandemic. The state of California has been shut down can't mm-hmm. leave your house without putting on a cdc suit you're shooting mm-hmm. uh scenes with people that are masked up to where it could be anybody that you're playing across from that could be paulie shore that might not even be Malin ackerman <laughs> that you're doing the scene with it might be paulie shore all because right. they're all they're all protected and and masked and and cloaked up yeah. so give yourself a break I don't I, I don't have the holiday spirit. It's amazing to me that it is as you and I talk here, you know, second week of December. Mm-hmm. And I and I've got two little boys and they're kind of getting into the whole Christmas thing and they're watching the Grinch and they're doing all that. And it just doesn't it doesn't have that feel. I feel like this the year has flown by for as messed up as this year has been. And now here we are at the end of the year and we should all be feeling thankful for all that we do have mm-hmm. and all that people can focus on is what they don't have. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're, you're living normal life. You're coming out of your yeah. drug induced haze yeah. and you're back in the real world. So either get on Lexapro or shut the fuck up. No. Or maybe I'll just try other drugs. You've already done that. No, no, no. A few here and there. Not nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. You know, I'm not a drug guy. Never done cocaine in all my life. Never. Not even thought. I haven't even thought about trying it. I, I, I'm more of a natural guy. You know what I mean? Like, If it comes from the earth, you're it good. It comes from the earth. What's up with your boys in Christmas? Are they like big Santa fans or, or do you go all out yeah. with that? Yeah. They're getting that. And then my mom who is I, – I just – yank her chain all the time and she's you know she's very religious and i just in front of the in front of her and with the boys and just like remember remember boys santa is the reason for the season this is the day santa was born she's like oh she just looks at me like how can you like mom they're two and a half they don't they, they barely know their own names they don't know the concept of what christmas is they know that a guy in a red suit theoretically comes and drops off presents and it, it's okay they, mm-hmm. this is not going to scar them for life or determine their religious future so it's going to be okay just stop are you is does your mom 
want the boys to f- have religion in their lives. Oh my God, yes. And, and oh, oh, like crazy. And are you mm-hmm. sort of because you're not very religious? I feel like I'm spiritual, not religious. I don't. And now I sound like Michelle, but I do believe in God. You do, and I do. Yeah, absolutely. But why? Because you've been. How, how do you answer that question? Well, no, because it's learned. You've learned to believe in God. God, you know, I don't believe in God. I, I don't believe that there's a dude up there with a big white fucking beard. Well, enjoy hell. <laughs> you nobody believe, says there. Nobody says there's, there's a dude up there with a white beard. So, so you said you. believe That's how in, he's been depicted. Or so the then, what's God? What's God? Is he Jesus's dad? I I, th- I feel this, and and I think you will agree with me on this. Maybe you won't, but I feel like you will. We try to put whatever our human understanding is toward that great unknown of what's out there, and for as many people who want to say, "Well, that's ridiculous," you know, there is no God and whatever there was a big bang and that's why the earth is what it is and man has evolved from whatever a salamander and to you and me talking on facetime doing a podcast Mm -hmm. there are just as many questions and unknowns about a big bang theory as there are about god and having religion do i do i subscribe or ascribe to a specific uh, way that is uh, laid out, let's say, by I'm Presbyterian by birth. I, I, I enjoy going to church. I enjoy listening to a sermon. I enjoy thinking and hearing from somebody who has had a similar life experience as me. And trying to take what I can out of that sermon and apply it to my own life. I feel like there has to be something bigger than mm-hmm. us walking around on this earth. I really honestly believe that. Yeah. And I believe that's God. And and that's that's just how that's how I think. That's that's what I believe. Do I But do you believe in a you believe in a Christian God? <sighs> you know, I because, yeah, I mean because, I guess because, because that, that's that, what that, I was that's yeah, how I learned, right, but I but learned. it's it doesn't make sense to me to say, well, if some kid is born in India or some kid is born in Iran or some yeah. kid is born in you name the country and has yeah. never been exposed to the Christian God that that you know I, it's it's nothing that I've ever really talked about publicly. I just believe in God and I and I believe that there is something greater than us or so, there's just no there's no point in even being there's no point in living a righteous life there's no point in trying to help people there's no in my mind but but whatever. god this is way too deep for this no it's podcast. not people are loving it right now they're probably like like fucking 
pulled their cars over and they, they have to listen intently. They're crying. Yeah. No, I, I understand what you mean. I, I do believe in something bigger and something energetically that, that's got to be bigger. We can't understand all that. No, but, but God, as far as a Christian God goes, God I understand as a bigger word, an expansive word. It is, it's all-encompassing. You know, it's God is not. I don't believe to answer. God is not a noun. Exclusionary uh, and discretionary rules that say you're in our camp. Or yeah, I I don't. I don't like that stuff. Right. So then you don't believe that God is Jesus's father. Because I think you, I I don't I don't know how to wrap my head around that. I think it, <laughs> I think God comes in in a lot of forms, in a lot of different religions, all ending up in the same place. Exactly, that, and that's what I that's the problem that I have with religion because it feels like there's there's it, it's elitist in a strange way. Meaning, so what you're saying is, as a Christian, a devout Christian who believes in God as Jesus's son, and this is the only way to go. And if you don't take God as your savior, or sorry, Jesus Christ as your savior, you're going to burn in hell and, you know, all that stuff. So now you're discounting every other, every other tribe, every other belief, anything like the Maasai warriors in Africa. Are they wrong? Why are you right and everyone else wrong? I don't understand that, you know? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't jive. That, 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 that's completely insane. That, that, that you are right and they are wrong. How's that possible? There's so You're many. You're asking me? Well, You're asking it's, me, it's, am I the representative for that? Because I don't, I'm with you. I, no, I no, it was, you. It was a, it was, there was redundancy in that. But, it, you know, a rhetorical it, question. A rhetorical, I, not redundancy. Rhetorical. I, that 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 I think is the hardest thing. I talk to my mom about this all the time, and that's a hard thing for me to square up. Mm-hmm. That you're only as good as what you've been exposed to, and then it's up to you to kind of navigate that, live your life to the best possible way you can, reach out and help as many people as you can, be a good human being walking the earth. And then see where that leads. I, I, I don't I don't have all the answers, obviously. Nobody does. But for everybody who denigrates religion, they don't have any of the answers the other way either. Like, okay, well, what was here before the Big Bang? Okay, well, what what caused that? What what it's just it's so beyond, I think, our comprehension mm-hmm. that what I, I choose to believe in some spirit greater than me yes so what you have is faith it's different i think their faith and religion are totally different things you know i mean faith is something that you believe in i mean i can have faith in in this hat and if i believe enough in this hat that it's going to bring me comfort in times of need if i can really believe that then this hat to me is god essentially I mean, really, I, I know it sounds crazy. I'm unwilling to go there. No, but, but that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. Because if, if, if I can fully believe that this hat with this palm tree and this beautiful thing on, if, if I can look at this and this brings me comfort, and I think that this, this thing right here is going to take me through life and in the good times and the bad then times. I wish you luck. Well, no, I'm just saying. Luck. It's the same fucking thing well, do you, to me. So do you believe – 
So do you believe in the jinx that I put on Justin Tucker, the kicker of the uh, Baltimore Ravens last night? I do. You I do. believe in it, that. So because he's lining up, he was... You jinxed him. He had made 70 in a row under 40 yards. Now yeah. Now he lines up a 31-yard... Excuse me. 31-yarder drills it. False start. Now 31-yarder, that doesn't count. Now it's 36-yarder. He made 70 in a row. Mm-hmm. And because I say on national TV mm-hmm. that he's made 70 straight yeah, God. at under 40 yards, <laughs> that because I said, had I not said that, yeah, he'd be still he on the street. He makes the field goal. Yeah. But because somehow I said that that is the same thing as a fan, and I get into this same stuff as a fan myself, like for the St. Louis Blues hockey team, if I sit on this couch in this position during the second period, if I go upstairs and I watch on TV and they scored two goals when I was upstairs watching TV, I can't leave that perch because if I do and then they go down, I'll never forgive myself because I changed my location. And now I have cost the Blues their win. So <laughs> no. because I said that on TV, no, 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 I mean, no. that's absurd. No, no, but people no. I mean, for real, I, I mean, I'm joking. that. I don't think that at all. But, but people I, believe okay, that. But let's go one step further real quick. Okay, let's talk about intuition just for a second because you know how many times someone has said, oh, you know, they haven't missed a three-foot putt in uh, 258 tries, and then they make it. Happens more times than, than they miss it, honestly, when the announcer sure. actually says it. There are statistics. They, but nobody pays attention to No, but to there that. actually are statistics on that, right? But did you, and, 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 and answer this honestly, was there a part of you that intuitively felt like, oh, shit, he might miss this because I'm making a, a fucking deal of this right now? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you knew. Have you had that feeling and you were proved wrong when you have done that before? Oh, Me- a, a million times, <laughs> but it's the one time. You knew it. You knew it was going to happen. But, but I can't tell you how many times I've said the same thing and the guy drills it. Over and over and over. But this is last night. And so, yeah, was I like, I'm setting him up verbally <laughs> to fail, even though he can't hear me right. and he has no idea what I've said. I could have been speaking in Russian yeah. while he is lining up the kick, making no sense at all. And that somehow that had an effect on him making or missing the kick, that's absurd. Yeah, of course. But was there any part of you that questioned whether you should even say it or not? Were you no, like, oh, fuck, I, do I do no. it or not? No. No, because I've done baseball long enough where they're like, oh, man, it's the announcer's jinx. Don't, jinx. Don't talk about the no-hitter. Don't talk about the no-hitter. You're not doing your job. Yeah. Part of part of the allure of talking about Justin Tucker is, is the most accurate kicker in, in NFL history is saying it, that's part of my job is to say he's made 70 straight mm-hmm. at under I I'm not going to bite my tongue because if I say that somehow he's he could potentially miss it and it's weirdly my fault as opposed to like in baseball a guy hasn't given up a hit in 7 innings now it's on me as the announcer to not talk about the no hitter mm-hmm. because I'm going to blow it for him, mm-hmm. with two people out there competing, it's just stupid. But Let me ask you a question: Want to blame somebody? Was this Tucker's first field goal of the night? I don't 
honestly remember. I think it was his first field goal because the, because the question then would be, did you say that in you know during number seventy? Like this is his seventieth you know straight field goal made. No, it was definitely under. his first. It was like thirty one, then thirty six, but it was still under forty yards. So was it the first one of that category? Yes, yeah, I think it was his first one of the night. Okay, yeah, because so then he hits then you, it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm saying then it begs the question, why didn't you – if it was the first one, it makes sense. If it was the second one, it's like, well – because you could say that <clears throat> about him every single time he kicks. Yeah, for the last 70 kicks of yeah. under 40 yards. But so, you don't, but and you it's don't been say said that. a million times. Right, but no one says that every time he kicks. You, you made the decision to say that this time – because 70 is a, is a pretty big round it's number. It's a round number. Yeah, it's a round number. If it was A, he's made the last 47. Right. It's 70. I wouldn't have said it. But yeah. it's like, hey, this dude's made seven. And he kicks in Baltimore. It's grass field. It's freezing last night. It's windy. It's outdoors. Like, that's a real thing. That that guy's great. I mean, he, he's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So and it's he sings part opera. of the story. And he sings opera, you know that, and and really, actually, really well. So he's a unique guy, and I guarantee you could not care less of what was said in the broadcast booth when he, he'll just tell you, I pulled it. Do you but think that, he's bummed that, that he missed it? No. He doesn't give a shit about the streak or anything? He's like, whatever. No. Yeah. It's, that's not like, it's not like uh, Joe DiMaggio's hitting 56 straight games, and uh, and I'm sure during the 56-game hitting streak that DiMaggio had, announcers were saying hey here's jolton joe he's hitting 52 games in a row and up oh, there it is 53 yeah. he's hitting 53 yeah. but but if he doesn't get a hit all of a sudden it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> what uh, i wish i had that kind of power it's crazy i mean honestly at the end of the day it's com- it's completely crazy but i feel it you know i mean i i get it I get, I get the thing. I get it. I get it because I'm a fan. It's what fans do, and it's actually in a roundabout, weird way, what makes it fun and great. Mm-hmm. If if people didn't care, then it would be boring, and it wouldn't get a 15 rating on a Tuesday night. But people do care because you know, even though, as I said in the Sports Illustrated article, they won. They covered the spread and they won the over on the over under bet. People have him on their fantasy team. My daughter Trudy mm-hmm. has him on her fantasy team. That's a real, and people are like, oh, you asshole, you made him miss that kick, which is like I'm steering fate <laughs> in history by my words. Your daughter it, hates you now. <laughs> no, she was, she was laughing about it, but it's just crazy how fans think and, I'm probably just as guilty as anybody I'm making fun of because when it comes to my team, which is the Blues and hockey, I would be the same friggin' way. Do you have the superstitions? I mean, you sit on the side of the couch and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You do all that? Which I wanted, I I was, it'd be a great ad. Like, you know, a pitching coach goes out to the mound and talks to a pitcher, bases loaded, two out, game on the line, and he's like, hey, look. You know, we need a strike out of you. And the pitcher's like, okay, that's fine. I will throw a strike, but make sure that uh, Bob is <laughs> yeah. sitting on the couch with un- upside down with his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, and if not, it doesn't matter what I do because we're going to lose. And that's just the way fans want to think. And that's good because, again, fans care. Dude, it's good. That's a great ad. 
That's yeah. really, really a funny ad. It's going to get stolen probably now by some you know big company. But I wonder, do you play the ad from the baseball perspective, from the pitcher? You can well, do it for any sport. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, do you play it from that side of things or do you play it from the fan who is not in the right position that he normally is? It doesn't happen. And then the pitcher or whoever the sports person is calls him out on TV, like, you know, in a post game yeah. or, you know, or something like yeah. that. Like, where do you Absolutely. play it from? Do you play it from, do you play it from that angle or do you, or do you, are you on the mound with the pitcher? I, I, I think it's funny to bring that into the arena yeah. and say, and the guy's like, yeah, look, coach, I hear you. I want to throw a strike, but Karen will not sit yeah. in the chair by the back door watching yeah. on the watchman. And if she doesn't do that, I have no chance. <laughs> it, it would be, yeah. that's what it is. That's how every fan thinks. Yeah. yeah. And it's absurd. Do you know how many fans would have to get you know called out i mean everyone has their superstitions if everyone's not lined up perfectly right it won't happen so you're saying that because the bruins fan is sitting upside down in his closet does that override the blues fan in the stanley cup final who's in his car because he doesn't want to get out because they've scored two goals I mean, these things all have to work together, right? There's only yeah. one game. There's only one score. Mm-hmm. So which karma <laughs> uh, alignment works better than the other team's karma alignment? It's yeah. just nuts. I've it's never funny. been superstitious like that with sports ever. That's never. good. You're rare. Yeah. No, it's, almost like a, it's almost like a, a narcissistic way of looking at sports like I me sitting in my mm-hmm. room here in the hotel in LA watching the Lakers game mm-hmm. I have me me Joe mm-hmm. right in my room room 424 I have control over what's happening right now at the Laker game yeah yeah are you that fucking full of yourself to yeah. think <laughs> That you I gotta go back and sit down. I have to sit down. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean you have to sit down? I have to sit down. They haven't hit a shot in four minutes. Yeah. Okay, go sit down uh, there, Bob. Yeah. Great. Good for you. Uh, so, so just so everyone knows, you know, uh, Joe's in LA. I'm in LA, and of course, we're not seeing each other. I should be at the I should be at the hotel right now with you. Yeah. But I'm not. That's a bummer, dude. So I did. We're talking on Wednesday. I did Baltimore against Dallas on Tuesday night. Flew here, did a COVID test when I landed, came to the hotel. Haven't left the hotel. Won't leave the hotel till I do the Rams and Patriots on Thursday night. Uh, and then I go to Tampa and I do the Buccaneers against the Vikings on Sunday. Mm. And then I go home and then I have a game in Vegas mm. uh, when? next week. Next Thursday. Ooh, I think I'm working. You bastard. I know. That would have been fun. Play some golf out there. I know. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I honestly what's, don't know. What's that golf what course Vegas called? Vegas is like Summit Club. Dude, I hear it's so sick. I mean, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I hear it's great. Dexter Fowler's a member. The guy who makes the shoes. Yeah, I was wanted, I wanted to get his, I wanted to get his kicks. He made some fives, Jordan fives. <laughs> 
<laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't mm. wait to get like two days in the sun. I'm like, I'm translucent. I'm so mm. like pale and mm. old and dead <laughs> from working this year. Uh, I know. I'm so bad. I, I have no. I almost, don't even go outside. It's not almost over, Joe. You got, you got a ways, buddy. I got seven more games after this week. That's unbelievable to me. To to think when the schedule came out and you and I were talking to Michael Strahan on this very podcast about yep. it would be Herculean to get through this season. I, to think of how the Ravens just went through the year or mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Tennessee how about, earlier. How about, how about the fucking Broncos who had no quarterback? That was yeah. amazing. They had four guys go down because of contact tracing, and then they're they're using a practice squad receiver who played quarterback in college <laughs> in the Wait, NFL. One completion. One completion, <laughs> which is one more than you and me. I and don't know. I got a pretty. It, it is. I, I got a none. gun. I got a gun. I know, but you and I had none that game. He had one. So we yeah. have one more oh, yeah. than us. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying to be here in week 14 of the NFL season is awesome. Yes. And, and to think that we've gotten this far, they've, they've actually done, for all the moaning and groaning, they've yep. done a great job to get Hell to this point in the sport that they play. That I, I think it's remarkable. And now here we are in the stretch run. You got this this week, three more regular season, three playoff games on weekends, and then the Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and then hopefully you're into vaccine land. And yeah, next year in like where the, uh, of the year where is the Super Bowl better. this year? Tampa Bay. Mm. Home of Tom Brady now. TB. Could he and they be the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium in front of a stadium that's not filled with fans? It's going to happen just because it's Tom Brady and it will just happen because, you know. It's 2020. It's 2020. And, and it won't be a sold-out crowd. No. Like three people there. Three people, socially yeah. distanced. Yeah. <laughs> they could. I mean, who knows? Is no Fox doing is, it this year or no? No. We did it last year, so we have two more years before we do it. Um, so you're done. I'm done in seven games. And then what? Party. Then I'm going to come time. out to L.A. And I'm going to yeah. be Bodie's driver. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Bodie. Where would we like to go today? <laughs> Shut up, old man. <laughs> Take me to the set. Take me to Musso and Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed any attitude with Bodie yet? No, that's the greatest thing about him. He's just so chill and cool and you know. I made jokes in front of everyone though, you know. I'm like, Bodie, when you're my age, if if you if you keep going to this pace, you're gonna be in some sort of a rehab somewhere. You know, and, every, <laughs> and everyone's laughing and he has no fucking idea what rehab even is, you know. But right. it's it's a fun, it's it's really a fun relationship that we have because i really try to give him a space i just want to squeeze him every minute and be like oh my god but i i I just sort of i play it cool i play it cool with him like yeah do your thing you know we're just we're just working acted yet have you have you seen him do any scenes oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not hovering and being an asshole helicopter parent? No, the other day, yesterday we did a, we did something, a table read, not not putting it on tape, but he had for, there was a new line and he he had sort of forgot not forgot to say it because he didn't realize it was there right before we were about to read. I sort of leaned out of my little plexiglass pod and I was like, "Bodie, hey, remember that line?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I got it." That, you know that was that. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah, it was cool. And that's just at the table read. Uh, yeah, yeah. He st- he actually, we start. He'll start filming, filming on Wednesday, like actually putting it down on tape. But he had a wardrobe fitting today, and he's like weird because my my character. We're all from Miami, you know. So it's got these. There's a lot of pastels and that kind of Miami vibe, you know. When's it set? Not it's now. No, it's or now. It's, it's it's now. It's now. But it's still that kind of. So you're you know, wearing like a Don Johnson with your blazer yeah. pushed up on the sleeves. That's and right. Kind baby. of a Miami Vice feel. Mm-hmm. I'm a hot real estate agent in Miami, dude. Selling, selling. Just moving properties. Just moving. Just moving. Fucking moving weight. I call it weight. <laughs> oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. I'm moving weight. Um, God, right. I I cannot wait to see this. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm I so know. happy for Bodie and good uh, shit. that you've made this a whole family affair. But well, you're the only one getting paid. Are you? Is no Bodie's Wilder getting, getting paid. paid? Is Wilder getting paid? He's getting paid a little something, you know. But Bodie's getting paid. Like you know, if this show goes, yeah, I'm going to be investing his money in, in really bad, risky opportunities swampland <laughs> totally <Yeah. laughs> bony we're letting this ride <laughs> what is this dad trust me man it's a trust new kind me, of crayon this is gonna go right this is gonna go you're gonna be rich buddy you're gonna be fucking gonna rich drive his finances right into the ground <laughs> someday he's gonna be talking to a therapist going i know i did a show back in like 2020 it was on cbs but i don't I don't think I made any money on that. Maybe I did. That's right. I'm not sure. They're like, my dad says he invested it in Atlantic City. (laughs) He thought Atlantic City was going to retake off in 2020. (laughs) Uh, Um, All right, dude. We did it. All right, buddy. Uh, good seeing you. Good I'm happy you for too. you. Glad to have you back at work. I'm glad to have you mix this podcast in and amongst work. That makes me happy because now you feel my pain. Of course. I do. I get it. I like it. I feel like, honestly, though, because I got so much shit from you uh, in, the, in the best possible way, and I've always respected that you had to work, but I feel like I owe you, and, and I feel like I want to uh, you know, live up to how you – how you proceeded with this podcast even though you were busy so i get home today i'm like it's 5 30 i gotta do a podcast aaron's like what i'm like yeah it's time yeah, babe it's I'm time to it. yeah i'm grinding babe i'm grinding i'm grinding uh all right well let me know when we can uh, try to schedule bodie does he have people yet can we get bodie can we can i get a contact for bodie like with his people yeah he's committed to dax and rogan oh yeah, and then uh, we'll see office from there. Office girls. Yeah, office ladies. Office ladies. Dax Rogan. You Jesus. know the daily. 
I don't know why he's one. They want him on the daily, but they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, brother. Uh, hey, everybody! It's Wolf Blitzer here with uh, Bodie Hudson. <laughs> Like, uh, Bodie, you were uh, nominated for uh, Department of Homeland Security, DHS. How do you feel about the nomination? <laughs> well, as a 10-year-old, I just have to say. <laughs> Bodie's at some confirmation hearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs>